0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Texas Podcast Massacre. I am indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez. Joined me, of course, horror experts. We got Dirty, Dirty Derek. How are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm good, man. I'm, I'm having a I'm having a busy but good but good week, and I am a, I'm just getting as amped up as I can on a uh, candy corn elixir and all that halloween uh <laughs> halloween joy that's flowing through my veins right now that's so good. um that's
0: good yeah that's good. and of course got the sup master jimothy james dean sup sup slip <laughs>
1: how you doing man sup master Home, owner. home yeah, owner
2: that's, a, that's right yeah, uh, it, it nightmare has been over i can't even begin <laughs> to tell you even up to that the very day of closing, it was a fucking headache and a half. But it's over. Uh, it is, to celebrate, over. Uh, did, you, did you get a new
0: webcam? Did I? Yeah. You look no. You look like amazingly sharp today. I don't know. It's like yeah. I was gonna say so you right now. You you're as maybe it's just my internet's good. Hey. Yeah, you look great.
1: <laughs> you're not limited pixels. I mean, look at fantastic. There you go. Good. Um, yeah, man. You yeah. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, on your on your home ownership and obviously a fulfilling a long uh I, I know i read your post uh <laughs> a, a long fulfilled dream for your wife on the type of home so well good know, for you to, now.
0: to both of y'all both of y'all non-native texans i want to you know formally congratulate both of y'all for becoming official native texans now or just I right. feel like I got a, a
1: little uh, little piece of Texas r- right in my heart. It's there we go. That's, that's all the barbacoa that's probably clocking exactly. up my <laughs> ventricle, but hey, you know what? That good good barbecue and even better tacos will do that to you. So
0: absolutely
2: I mean literally we we did the most Texas thing we could do as soon as we bought our houses we went to Bucky's. We drove out to Bucky's that's awesome. Uh, I bought bought a bunch of uh, you know Bucky Can I those.
1: just can I just say this I know this is not in this podcast, but Bucky's is a Fucking national treasure! I just want to say <laughs> yeah. that right now. Like, you know, even if even if you just like cut through a little bit of Texas, if you have
2: an opportunity to stop at a Bucky's, stop at a Bucky's. Man, Absolutely. that place is legit. I, yeah, I was just discussing this. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the rumor: the guy who created the Smurfs, that French artist, uh, th- there was a rumor for the longest time that he sold the soul of the devil, because otherwise, like nobody explained the international success of the Smurfs. It just was like, why? Why did this get so popular? Uh, but I was like, "What did the career oh, Bucky sell? So, like, why is it so charming? What is it about charming. that little beaver that I can't get enough of?" And again, they, they got buck bucks nuts, and they got I like, think, like, yeah, they nuggets, I mean, man.
1: they got yeah, they got a yeah, they got a ton of stuff, man. I don't know, I, I don't know what it is because I've stopped at a million gas stations in my life, and I uh, and, and you know, country stores and all that good kind of stuff, man. But I don't know what it is about Bucky's, man. You, you know, I the first time I, I stopped in passing p- across the border into Texarkana. Stopped at the Buckies and I was like, "What holy grail have I stumbled onto here?" I saw Linell, the comedian, at the state sh- uh, Shake Shack there. It was, you know, it was, a, it was an eye-opening experience. Well,
0: let me let me just let y'all know on a little secret that may or may not be happening. There's been rumors here in the the rumor mill of what I call the boonies, where I live, uh, out, out, outskirts of San Antonio and outskirts of the town that I live in, um, in Bernie, Texas. Uh, there's supposed to be a new Bucky's coming in the very near future, so we don't have I to think. drive as far. Yeah,
2: there's, yeah, there's actually a sign off the freeway that says coming soon. Or ba- yeah. They, like, yeah. So I'm very, very excited about that because yeah. it is yeah. not that the other one is so far away, but uh, yeah, it'll be nice to have one closer. But it's literally. Hey. Um, we treat it like a fucking destination spot, like it's Disneyland. But, uh, <laughs>
1: it's
0: uh, like as vacations you get in, in quarantine, landing. It's like choose, it's so. like it's like stopping off the side of the road to see the biggest ball of yarn. That's uh, right. <laughs> except but it's much more rewarding. Except you can actually spend money and eat stuff there. <laughs> exactly, like you can buy a barbecue yeah. sandwich. Uh, exactly. I
2: do want to say though, to celebrate uh, the purchase of the house in the very. Hor- uh, this podcast theme um so first off uh my, the master bedroom which has always been underdecorated, is now since it's sort of my bathroom i've been subjugated to use the smaller uh master bedroom but it's now going to be fully horror bathroom oh,
0: so nice. i ordered right.
2: a i ordered this uh shower curtain that's all like vintage like horror movie posters like drive-in poster design I have a skull bath mat i've hung up all this horror artwork i did Aww. buy a bunch of uh, movie posters as well, because um, that, that was my way of celebrating. So I bought a bunch of a uh, lo- lot of horror horror movie posters, but then also things like uh, My Neighbor Totoro, because who doesn't love T- Totoro? But I bought uh, uh, um, uh, Fam of the Paradise. I bought uh, yeah. Rosemary's Baby, um, this really, really cool Polish poster that I love, and then uh, um, my the most underrated John Carpenter movie ever, uh, uh, Prince of Darkness, and some other things too. But yeah, so it's I was like Ghost so of Art hey now i do like that movie that is no i like I that
1: movie too that's why i, would, I like I would, that
2: movie but yeah uh yeah i know i can see that. why people don't like it but the other <laughs> thing is so our bar is going to be a fully creature of the black lagoon tiki bar so <laughs> the whole thing is going to be Creature of the black lagoon meets tiki and i uh, got some cool stuff for that so that's including awesome. um uh yeah, you guys know i'm a toy nerd uh i bought off of ebay i don't know if you guys are aware of uh, these remco universal monster figures from the 80s but they're highly sought after. i have i've had a story about how important they were to my childhood and stuff but um i bought a uh mint on card not very mint it's got some damaged edges but a glow-in-the-dark creature of La the black lagoon figure i made the justification that since we're doing a creature of La the black lagoon uh, tiki bar that it would count as decoration so uh <laughs> wasn't wasn't cheap but it was a I was a price I couldn't believe I got it for. So, awesome. anyway, just wanted to share that to you the know, uh, nerds.
0: It, the the, uh, the shower curtain that I've always wanted uh, was the one that when it gets hot, like blood stains start to show up. That yeah. one's, that one's dope. But anyway, uh, congratulations <laughs> again uh, for Thank being for, for being not only in a homeowner but being an, an official Texan. And we welcome, yep. you know, and, and really quick, I know it's again a a, a side side quest here, uh, but. There was a time when I was like, man, all these California people keep moving to, to our state, blah, 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 blah. I was so so prejudiced against the idea, but I love it, and I, I now welcome it, just as long as, you you know, it's not Austin. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. But anyways, nice, nicely, nicely said. Yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, but hey, guys, what y'all watch this week? Uh, I know we started off with uh, Jimothy last time, so we'll start off with Derek.
1: Oh, man, I'm so excited. I had to make a list because I forgot a bunch of stuff last week. Nice. What I forgot last week was the uh, Netflix film uh, Girls with
0: Balls. Oh, I I thought you were about to say cuties. (laughs) Uh, No, that would be horrible for a whole other reason. Um, So this is
1: actually, it's dubbed, but I believe it's a South American, uh, Latin America uh, movie about a girls uh, volleyball team that's kind of traveling On the road to their next competition and they go they're like a traveling group it's a horror comedy and they uh they stop at this local bar and um to get some food and directions and there's some some hillbilly yokels there that they they don't exactly uh behave very nicely to um and so these these uh these hillbilly like rednecks um basically, like, are trying to, uh, like, kidnap or kill the girls, like, so it's like these, these girl all of girls against, but these rednecks, but, uh, it was, it was actually pretty funny, actually, it was some really humorous moments in there, and, uh, so, uh <laughs> I, without giving out too much away, it's definitely a good, it's on Netflix, it's definitely a good watch, um, if you want to check it out. I, uh, I also was on a Lost Boys kick this week, so I, uh, started with the original Lost Boys, and I, Worked my way to Lost Boys, The Tribe. Um, and then muddled my way through uh, Lost Boys, The Thirst.
2: I um, never, I couldn't, I got 10 minutes into that. So I give you props for finishing it.
1: Uh, it was, I, you know, I watched The uh, the Tribe and I was like, all right, well, this isn't too, too bad. Like, it's not terrible, but it's it's obviously can never compare to Lost Boys, but um you know, for direct-to-video, it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, vampires as kind of X Games people are very interesting. Um, then you get to the thirst, and it's, like, um, everything that you hated about the, like, late 90s, <laughs> in, like, early 2000s, uh, in this one movie, with a rave DJ, DJ X the Vampire, oh, Jesus Christ, I can't even... Uh, and just Corey, I I felt so bad because even, uh, you know, uh, Corey Feldman's, like, pseudo-brother in the movie, uh, Jason Newstead, um, I, I thought, man, I thought, you know, of all movies for you to come back for, this, this is the one. Um, but obviously terrible, and then alludes the to werewolves at the very end. So that's 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 the worst part, is this Corey Feldman is like, now, like, alright, alright, I'm, I'm uh, killing all these vampires. He's like, I learned in this book about lycanthropes. Do you know that werewolves can change at any time? Not even at a full moon? And then, of course, like the uh, spoiler, I'm going to say spoiler alert, and then the, uh, the dorky girl who runs the comic shop walks away and was like, that's so interesting. Glare in the eye. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I watched the Le- 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 very, uh, I didn't actually think it was all that bad. Um, it has been coming up a lot on my feed, so I decided to watch it. I watched the Blair Witch 2. Uh, Secret of the Witch, which, uh, Jeffrey Donovan, uh, he's, a, he's, he's a very good actor, in my opinion. Uh, he did Burn Notice, he did uh, Villains, he, he's been in a ton of movies. Uh, I I personally like him. It wasn't actually that bad. Um, it's not as bad as I thought it was, or I remember it to be. Uh pure actor gets trashed, but I, I think it could be way worse. Um, I watched The, uh, the Pan Man. <laughs>
2: Yo, that's right.
1: Yeah, I I did that. I did that. I did that in honor of you, uh, Timothy, because uh, you you always post things on your on your uh, Instagram about what you're watching. So I was like, I want to share today, and it was Pan Man. Uh, Let me tell you this much: it's it's a killer that wears a pot over his head. It murders people with pans. Henceforth, Pan Man. His vengeance is because somebody stole a recipe. And he kills a man that has a recipe, and at the very very end, Kato Kalen pops <laughs> up and gets possessed by the spirit of Pan Man. Very wow. passing the short very Gary Busey Gingerbread Ginger Dead Man style. Kato Kalen, uh, in all his glory <laughs> ends ends pan-man. Wow. And then of course um, I know you're going to talk a bit about this when you go over your list or what you watch this week, but I also watched the yeah, Netflix uh, sequel to The Babysitter: uh, Queen Killer. We'll dig into that when you when you go th- uh, through your list. But yeah, and I watched Oh, and I watch. Uh, I watch Lake Placid too, which uh, Betty White cracks me up. And uh, <laughs> best best line in that movie, uh, it's like one of those very memorable ones. Like Bonacious Booby says, uh, is when uh, Betty White goes to a cop if I had a penis, this is Or if I had a dick, this is where I would tell you to suck it <laughs> And I'll say Betty White, you're fucking awesome I don't know how anybody can can hate that woman So, Jimothy Oh, and by the way, can I just say for the record Sorry, before we go over We joke around and call you Jimothy I always thought that that was A, a made up name However <laughs> People actually name their Children Jimothy Oh. I saw that today. Somebody named your child you named your kid two names. You couldn't it's, decide? It's, it's called it, like Timothy. Not,
0: to I me, didn't if know.
2: Somebody that. said names are named Timothy. It sounds like it's like a they're like a Menemites, or fucking like a like Jimothy but Hezekiah Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Ezekiel. Well, um, um, but I
1: really thought it was a made up name. I was like, there's no way in the world anyone ever named a kid Jimothy. And and of course, you know, uh, typical social media style, it uh it, it popped up Is like, oh well person, welcome Jimothy. It was somebody in a horror forum that I'm part of. And they're like, Welcome Jimothy, something to the world. Jesus. I'm like, what? you fan of the podcast? I I'm like, hey, big fan of Texas Podcast Oscar. I love the name. I love it. <laughs> But,
0: uh, well yeah well no
1: I, life must I, have I, I, learned today Jim D is apparently our real name
0: i' first so I, I gave him the name because uh his I don't know if it's his, it is his first name or is your middle name but it, I it is Jim but we're not allowed to reference him as that as such
2: okay so I'll give you the story in this I was my obviously my real name is James uh my parents wanted to call me Jamie but I could put the kibosh on that shit at like four um but throughout so short uh, this,
0: for James is Jim. Ran. Right? I got you. Yeah. So
2: Jim. Jim is a, is a shortened form of James. I got people started calling me that in junior high school, and then it just sort of stuck. You know, when like you don't create a name, but it, <laughs> everybody uses it, so it just becomes your name. Right. And That happens to other people, but uh, so like my friends would come over and call for Jim, and you know, finally my parents were like, okay, well, but to the point that now like a bunch of people in my like my family. Um, you know, a lot of my old school friends still call me Jim, and I'm like, I never wanted to be called that in the first place, but it just sort of stuck. (laughs) Uh,
1: Read the room, read the room.
0: Exactly. So, (laughs) but anyway, so, but yeah. And and Jim and Jimothy came from. It's an office reference. Uh, Jimothy. No, he goes, hey Jim, uh, James, Jimothy. Jimothy. The thing is, Jimothy. No, that doesn't work. (laughs) Is, is Jim okay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, uh, people, uh, these people were either a huge Office fan, and uh, or they really couldn't pick a name. But, anyways, uh, will talk to you uh, and your your new child, Jimothy. There you go. <laughs> Jimothy, what did you watch this week?
2: So uh, I watched a ton. Uh, so. I watch a ton of old stuff, but so this is going to be, I think, a, a first for this uh, podcast. I watched a bunch of new stuff, and I loved all of it, or at least I really enjoyed all of it. Um, what did you watch? Old, so I watch a ton of older stuff because I'm, I'm like full on just, you know, I, I put a. have been watching a lot of anime, and I, I still will go back and forth with some anime, but I've just been watching a ton of horror movies Um you watch like Placid. Weirdly enough, I watched Alligator, the 1981 uh, t- made-for-TV movie. I finally I found that. it. It's on YouTube. Uh, I've been looking for a, a VHS copy of it, because I-, I could swear they would have made one. Even though, like I said, it was a TV movie. Um, I- there is a DVD. I did find a DVD on eBay for, like, eight bucks, but I found it on YouTube, watched it, and really enjoyed it. I hadn't seen it in probably 30 years. Um, Such a good
1: movie.
2: Yeah, it's so fun. And, like, I mean... It- even though it's all, like, miniatures and, and trick photography, like, the giant alligator actually kind of works. Like, it, it, it's actually mm-hmm. pretty believable, scary. Um, but I, I watch a ton of old stuff. But I watch a ton of new stuff. Um, first off, let me say, this isn't a movie, but it is a TV show. But I've, wa- I've spent the last 10-plus years uh, making fun of Ryan Murphy. Uh, justifiably, I'll say. I think justifiably he has a lot of stuff that you can make fun of him. But uh, I ended up watching, uh, I think it's season six, The End um some co-workers said it was their favorite you know american horror story and i had nothing else to watch and it, it was there so i was like i'll watch it and i fucking loved it start to Wait, finish which, I, what which which season
1: was it the it's, the
2: it's the end basically the end of the world one end of the world scenario.
1: Oh, oh the with the uh the witches
2: yeah the where witch the witches coven. come in and the warlocks and yeah, yeah um okay which i mean i yeah. really liked coven that was i really like coven except for Ryan Murphy has this whole thing where I feel like his seasons start strong and they, they just end up in mm-hmm. cluster fucks and with really disappointing endings. That's when I felt like a I I loved, in fact, the ending ending, I really was like, fuck yes, this is what I've been waiting for. Um, I thought, you know, and again, a bunch of great actors at, you know, they're all like, he, they're a talented cast, but like I said, sometimes I feel like everybody has the same voice. It is very much Ryan Murphy's thing where like everybody talks the same. And, but, uh, I really enjoyed it, start to finish. I thought all the casting was great. I I, did, I watched like the first two or three episodes of Murder House, but I know Murder House played a big deal in this, so I some of that might have gone over my head. But without even being knowledgeable about that season, I still really enjoyed it. So, kudos to Ryan Murphy. He did deliver one full, competent season of American Horror Story. Um, so, let's go to the babysitter, since I know we, we <laughs> both want to talk about it. Yes. Uh, you know, if you're a fan of this podcast, you know, like I didn't. Love the first one. I thought like some of the concept was a little goofy, um, but you know it's a fun movie. You know it's like it is what it is. Um, I was shocked at how much I thoroughly enjoyed uh, uh, Killer Queen. Uh, it was funny from start to finish. It was genuinely funny. Mick has this like any movie that Mick G produces or directs sort of is like a little too much for me. It's a little like killing you with. Uh, you know, a- excess, but I don't know. I really liked it. I thought like all the humor was legitimate. I thought all the, a- the casting was really great. Um, uh, there's a, the young actress who plays. Oh, now I'm blanking on her name. I, it, the, young, the young blonde girl was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was nice to look at. Um, but um, it's definitely a thing of. Um, I even though I knew where it was going, like by the end of it, like I was like, well, I can see where this is going um it was still fun like start to finish I thought it was fun and i I think like you know it's the very like there's a weird relationship between him and his guidance counselor slash slash uh nurse <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, generally I don't i just I really like that uh anyways I, I really enjoyed it Derek uh, um. I know you you were a fan of the first one, and I know I think you you enjoyed the second one as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I did.
1: I, I uh, was I was really excited when it came out. Um, I actually just uh, I, I watched it like first thing, like when I got up in the morning, like, getting ready. Um, I, I really liked it. I you know sequels are sometimes hard. I totally agree with you about McGee. He uh, there's a little scene in there where I was like, eh, it's like too much. It was the uh, the baddie versus new girl showdown um for his kind of like very uh street fighter-esque um so i was like well that's typical G's style if you've ever seen charlie's angels at yes, all yes exactly uh, but
2: <laughs> it's, um yeah were, it's funny because i've seen a lot of people online make fun of that scene specifically and normally that probably would have bothered me and it does take me out it took me out of it for a second but i sort of saw where it was going like i understood the visual metaphor that like you know this this young girl is legitimately, you know, she's a bad chick. Like, I, I I think it worked enough, but I've seen a lot of people online complain about that scene specifically. Um, I, like, but the thing is, like, to me, it was more of a style. Like, I understood that stylistic choices is supposed to say fucking House of the Dead, which was just yeah. gratuitous and weird. But um, but yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't ruin it for me. It was just it was one of those things that was like very
1: much a, a Mick moment. Um exactly. yeah. but I, I agree with you. I think the humor was legitimate. I, I love the uh connection between um you know uh the main character Cole and the, and the guidance counselor slash nurse. Um very very kind of funny and poetic about like the shorthandedness of schools these days. <laughs> People are pulling double duty. Um yeah I, I really I was super and I am gonna so I'm gonna say spoilers though if, if you didn't see this coming You're probably not very perceptive Um, I I was Extremely surprised and Grateful that uh, they got Samara Weaving to Come back at the end of the movie um, For not just a a quick Cameo appearance that was the other thing You know you kind of get you know In the preview that she may be coming back But you know a lot of times they'll do that through like You know voiceover and Like the back of somebody in a body double But she legitimately came back She had a story to tell, um, I, I thought it was, yeah, that was that was good. Maybe it was kind of like a bittersweet moments at the end. But, um, but yeah, overall, I was really impressed by it. I uh, read an article with Nick G that said he, you know, hopes that there's there's potentially he always plans to be a trilogy and a story of, like, boy to, to youth to, like, man. So maybe if they do another, one, be a time jump or whatever the case may be, since it seems to happen every few years. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, what else did you watch that was new, my friend?
2: So, um, I watched this movie, uh, so mo- pretty much everything new I watched, uh, ex- well, as far as, except, well, that's not even, uh, it was new to me, but the, you know, season six of American Horror Stories, you know, a few years ago. But I watched that uh, Korean, South Korean, uh, whatever, Korean uh, zombie movie, Alive, that oh, Netflix is advertising right now. Oh, it's in my queue, yeah. I was pretty happy with it. I was. It's it's definitely no train to Bassan as far as it's not it's not that level of epicness. Um, it's more of a it's more about the story of like what it takes to survive and like you know the the really finding that inner strength in you to survive something crazy. Um, but it was good. It, you know it was a lot of it's quiet, a lot, a lot of it takes place in just one apartment, even though it's like this whole apartment complex square that you know, a lot of the action takes place in, but it's mainly about, for the first part of the movie, you just see the young sort of hero guy, you know, protagonist of the film. Um, and it plays out like very much like, you know, uh, quote-unquote realistically, like um, you know, he's not some badass dude, you know, it's like the the he definitely knows like he he's you know, living by, like, the seat of his pants kind of thing, but, um, there was one minor gripe, and this is always pisses me off, so, at the beginning of the movie, uh, you know, as soon as you see him, he has this, you know, his hair's buzz really close, but it's bleach blonde, and I swear, the first thing I said is, like, if they don't show this, because I know, I mean, it's, again, it's a zombie outbreak movie, you know, I don't think this is going to happen in one day, especially because, you know, even from the, watching the, the small trailer, but it's supposed to take place over i think more than a month it's it's at least the month and his hair never grows out it, you never see his, his roots get longer and darker and it just just drives me fucking crazy it, it's like i remember bleaching my hair when it was super short and within two weeks i already had dark ass roots so uh and that that bothers me still to this day it's like why he even just anyways but uh it was it was cool like um you know it uh it has a few nods to some other famous, at least whether they're intentional or not, but there's some, definitely some allusions to some other previous well-known horror movies such as Dawn of the Dead. Um, uh, but I really liked it. I thought the uh, acting was good. I thought it was, you know... I honestly, to be honest, in the first 10 minutes, I was like, I, I might just turn this off. But I was like, I'll stick with it. And then the the more it went going, I was like, the more like the character development goes and the more that not going to spoil anything but the more there and there was also one thing that was very predictable but i no spoilers but um but overall i was pretty satisfied with it and the last thing i I was gonna say
1: do you you know is it an americanized version of that uh yeah with uh and it looks terrible but uh (laughs) it's it's called alone um but it's pretty much the same thing person trapped in a building for months at a time it's uh it's tyler posey who uh was in Teen Wolf and Donald Sutherland um, as like the uh, the neighbor that. So I, I actually saw the preview for that first before I saw the Alive, and I was like, and somebody mentioned like, oh, a zombie movie in an apartment building. I'm like, oh, I, like I didn't think that came out yet, but uh, it sounds like this is way more promising. So I'll definitely have to check it out.
2: Yeah, it was definitely a solid, solid. Like I said, it, you know, zombie movies at this point are like, if, you know, what are you going to do with a zombie movie? But I felt like. What it, like, it was even what I was saying about like modern society and social media. And there's a few things in there that added at least some new flavor to it. But overall, I enjoyed it. Um, the last movie I saw, which I fucking loved. Uh, I don't know if it's... Te- I, I, it's not technically a horror movie. It would be like a suspenseful thriller. Um, but The Devil All the Time, which I think just came out to Netflix. Um, fucking great cast. Um, it's basically... It's based off of a novel of the same name very much seals, like, I don't know if, if you, like, Cormac McCarthy, like, very much like one of his novels, um, where it's, like, this movie movie or book, I haven't read the book, but, you know, if it's a faithful, even remotely faithful ada- adaptation of a novel, I mean, very, un- there's a lot of, like, you know, it's pretty brutal what happens in this movie, um, some very, you know, some, some pretty, you know, pretty strong violence, some pretty dark themes in it, um, pretty depressing moments, but I really liked it. Tom Holland really was really good. Um, Bill Skarsgård is in the first part of it. Um, uh, He's fucking really good in it. Uh, Really great is his character. Um, uh, Weirdly enough, though, I think Robert Pattison, who spoiler alert, uh, plays the one of the antagonists in this movie was very good. Very slimy. Um, I won't go say any more than that, but uh, overall, yeah, I thought it was fucking really good. Um, it really—it's one of those movies that, like, I will now actively uh, tell my friends, even if they aren't necessarily horror fans, or you know, I have a feeling like it, a lot of people really enjoy it. Um, I had gotten pretty good word of mouth before I saw it. Um, people were really excited about it. I guess the novel has a very passionate following, but I, as a film adaptation, it's—I think it's like two hours and fifteen minutes or whatever, so a little bit on the longish side. But I really liked it. Burned through it really quickly. Felt like to me, and uh, again, not necessarily horror, but there's enough horrific things that sort of happened to and some dark themes in it that i think would you know definitely satisfies some uh some diehard horror fans so whether no. or not either regardless at highest rec- i mean it's a very very high recommendation for me there's a new movie called um personal shopper uh that i really wanted to see but um i wasn't able to find it but i'm also looking forward to that as well
1: is it christian stewart
2: yeah it's kind of a ghost yeah story yeah um, it's i heard got- about that a while back yeah i i had a few friends who saw it and really really enjoyed it so i look forward to that too
1: nice man well i'm gonna put those two on my list and i'll uh, I'll have to check them out this weekend after i watch the uh, new episode of the boys
2: there you go oh yeah that's right yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. crazy other podcasts (laughs) um so jimmy
1: you came up with this amazing idea for our our next few segments uh because we are gearing up for halloween and uh we get uh, all those uh, that Halloween juices flowing in our brains, get the killers and the monsters and, and all the things that uh, make Halloween awesome out there. So uh, we are going to go through a, a much more extensive list. Uh, do you want to explain to our, our listeners what we're uh, what we're going to be doing?
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, as you said, like we're coming up on the Halloween season, which is obviously a horror fans like, you know, favorite time of year and i really want to do something special um for the season and every year we derek and I, i we've talked about this we might have even talked about this on this podcast where we always sort of do like set out the movies that we we need to watch during the halloween season like basically save some of our favorites or movies that specifically feel like halloween so what i did was and i've seen a lot of like these lists online as far as like you know the Top twenty essential horror movies. Well, what I wanted to do is put some parameters around it and make us sort of really choose, like have to like really vet, uh, you know, the essentials of Halloween for us individually. You know, so what I did was I chose twenty five um, different uh, basically subgenres or or horror movie themes that we we cho- we have to choose, and we basically have to choose the one movie that in that subgenre that really for us is essential for halloween if we can only watch one slasher movie it's going to be this so uh for the for the listeners we'll be doing this over the next few podcast episodes i'll just quickly say what they are just so that you can look forward to the next few weeks so uh tonight we are starting with ghost movie vampire movie werewolf movie witch slash witchcraft movie and demonic possession movie uh but then six through 25 are the following um slasher movie non-supernatural so that would be you know more of your Texas chainsaw massacres and your, you know, maybe your um uh your prowler. Um it's more more of like grounded realistic slasher movies. Uh number seven is slasher movie supernatural, so that's more of your um uh Friday the thirteenth, your fucking wish. Nightmare. Street. Yeah. Uh and that's why I actually meant I actually meant Nightmare Elm Street. Um although Friday thirteenth. Friday the 13th definitely becomes a supernatural uh, slasher uh, halfway through the... Uh, the, the fran- I, I guess even from the third one on. Um, uh, the, the Number eight is monster movies, so that's pretty wide-reaching. Giant monsters, little monsters, whatever you want. Uh, number nine is black and white horror, uh, so basically some old-school horror. Number ten is horror comedy. Number eleven is family-friendly horror, so that's going to be movies like Witches or um, Monster Squad or those kind of movies that sort of like all-ages sort of horror or at least a little bit more uh, open-age horror movies uh number 11 or excuse me number 12 is uh, gory horror number 13 is sci-fi horror number 14 is psychological horror number 15 is a giallo uh number 16 is j horror japanese horror number seven is killer toys number 18 is horror remake Uh, number 19 is man versus nature horror number 20 is zombie number 21 is a stephen king film or a stephen king adaptation uh number 22 is satanic cult movie number 23 is body horror number four is uh, number 24 is hammer horror so one of the hammer horror films or um we could just open that up to british horror if we wanted but we'll say specifically hammer horror and number 25 horror movie that takes place on halloween so we will end our list uh which will come out the week of halloween uh with you know the last movie we'll talk about is our favorite movie that literally takes place on halloween nights um so yeah yeah, i'm excited Uh, i
1: bet you for none of us it will not be halloween
2: yeah i mean even though that's an essential viewing of course but uh, yes. i mean we'll see who knows maybe maybe maybe, maybe i will uh, you know not be such a uh, contrarian yeah. maybe i will maybe it'll the- be
1: uh, maybe it'll be the glorious Tom atkins in the season of the witch
2: well know? that's usually as i've said on this podcast that is usually my essential view. Like, the day of Halloween, mm-hmm. I have to watch Season of the Witch. Because uh, yeah. if I watch any sooner, then the fucking Silver Shamrock song will get stuck in my brain. And then I'll be singing that all month. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, that's no yeah. good. Yeah,
1: Jimmy yeah, so and yeah. I got some got some weird looks one day when we were singing the Silver Shamrock song at yeah. work. So. Yeah. Uh,
2: with the boss. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, yeah. So, the first one we'll talk about tonight is um, Ghost Movies. So, Derek, do you want to start this one off for us tonight? Yeah, uh, so, well, you know, for me, um, I, I like a good
1: ghost movie. I like it a little spooky, but I, I do like uh, some some humor in my movies, too. So I actually have to go with my ghost movie, my go-to for Halloween is actually The Frighteners, which I actually just watched tonight, um, but I didn't want to say it because it was on my list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I you know, the, the concept is great. Um, the ghosts are fun, but they're also, you know, I mean jpc and, and the grim reaper and you know um jeffrey combs as probably the best special x-files <laughs> special agent ever um absolutely but yeah it's got. A, i think you know for a ghost for a ghost movie it's got a little bit of everything it's got some humor it's got some horror um it's got some you know it got, it got some feelings in there um but yeah that's it, to me that's 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 one of my uh go-to go to ghost movies that I, I personally like. Um, I think if I go probably with a close second, it would probably be um, potentially the, the House on Haunted Hill, like the, the original, um, which is always, to me, was always very creepy um, for that time of year. Oh, well, You can never go wrong, with some Vincent Price anyways. So. Absolutely, yes. Well said. What about you, what about you buddy?
2: Yeah, is a great choice, too. It, it wasn't even one of the ones I was thinking about when I was narrowing down my choice, but it's a movie that I love to death. I mean, Peter Jackson really, I think his heart will always be in that genre um, despite, you know, being now forever associated with um, the Lord of the Rings movies, which are great. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a movie I, I love and um, from start to finish it's a lot of fun. So my number, uh, or my go- ghost movie, uh, just like you, like I a lot of, the, I mean, there's some really amazing older, more classical ghost movies, like haunted house movies, like The Innocents, Um, The haunting, the house on haunted hill. um, I almost went with the changeling, the um, uh, the uh, seventies. I keep on calling. um, George C. um, Scott. George C. Scott. Thank you. uh, Movie. I love that movie. It's fucking amazing. Very haunting. uh, uh, Haunting was the appropriate word there. But um, uh, so, but the one that I go, I went with is to me the one that seems to be the most fun hot like halloween to me that's one thing is halloween specifically isn't always even necessarily the most scary movies or Whatever to me they're the ones that are the most fun halloween is just a it's just a fun night um you know i'd love to be scared but spe- first and foremost they have to be you know scarier fit the mood of the season but i went with the fog um there's it's first off it's i mean john carpenter it's a classic movie great performances all around it's got tom atkins for god's sakes um but it's you know one is it's a little different from the classic ghost movie i mean it's it's got its own conceit you know it, this is ghost pirates and uh visually it's fucking amazing it still holds up to this day um the all like the fog with the red eyes is just works um the whole cast is great um special effects are great um it's great soundtrack um uh, and they're, like everything about it is fucking amazing and it just it's one of those movies it's, it's campy enough to be fun and but it's still genuinely spooky and scary um i love the design of the pirates um and yeah it, to me it's just it it makes me feel like halloween like even like that coastal setting with the fog makes me feel more like the season as well so um and it's just it's a movie i could i've watched a hundred times and i'll i'll watch another hundred before i die like it's just to me it's essential viewing so Oh, yeah. I went
1: with yeah. the fuck. Yeah, total uh, classic. Uh, I also think that, to some degree, it's uh, a little bit of an underrated film for John Carpenter as well. Um, doesn't get its due credit, uh, mainly because of Halloween. But, uh, yeah, also it's Tom Atkins in it, so you can't go wrong with that. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, right, is in that as well? Adrian Barbeau.
2: Adrian Barbeau, and um, I'm blanking on the name of the guy who uh, uh, the guy who plays the preacher, Um, The Priest uh, God he's so good Um, I'm blanking on his name Uh, I'm going to kick myself He won an uh, Academy Award uh, Later on in his years Uh, This is going to piss me off Uh, Hal Holbrook uh, oh, who just yeah yep, won, won yep. When, like uh, like ten years ago when he was already an elderly man but um yeah Hal Holbrook is super I mean the ending of the movie is so great um, and again Adrian Barbeau I, I'll never get tired of looking at Adrian Barbeau so uh, but you know Tom Atkins is like a romantic leading man will never it's still weird to me but uh, God God bless him he's Tom Atkins so hey you know
1: I, you know uh, whether you're uh, living on the coast you're a drunk doctor like Tom Atkins detective. Tom Atkins can do it all.
2: Exactly. All
1: right. So number two, vampire movie. This is a tough one because um, there's, you know, normally I would I would say The Lost Boys is my go to for uh, for the Halloween season, but I went with one that I it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, and that is Salem's Lot.
2: Ah, oh, perfect um, choice. It was on my list. Oh, so good. So,
1: yeah, Especially it's a TV uh,
2: movie. At
1: this point, it's who
2: Movie, yeah. Just
1: exactly. the, the the scene uh, in the movie with the kid floating outside the window, the brother floating outside the window, and, like scratching. Still. Man, I as as a kid, I just uh, I would never want to see that. I, anytime it was foggy, I was like always waiting for that kid to come scratch at my window. Um, yeah, such a, such an unru- uh, like underrated vampire great effects great story um obviously if anybody doesn't know it's a it's based off uh, Stephen king writing um but yeah just for for a tv movie just so well done um it is one of my personal favorites and uh good nosferatu vampire movie so
2: perfect Now, yeah i mean the going through it like So I started with the ones that I feel are the most Halloween specifically. So that's why I kind of went with the kind of classics first. Um, And there's uh, so many great vampire movies. Vampires are are such a very uh, great cinematic monster because they can be like Nosferatu, ugly and scary, or they can be beautiful. They can be cool like the Lost Boys. They can be, you know, suave and debonair like the the christopher lee and the you know the, the classic draculas um so there's a ton of great ones and i, I mean martin's uh, george romero's martin was one um that i almost went with but to me that's a movie i don't necessarily associate with halloween as it's more of like a conceptual vampire movie um but again there's a ton i lost boys is one of my favorite movies but yeah. i went i went with what i think is the most fun of any classic uh vampire movie it's actually a film i've watched twice in the last 25 days um and that's fright night um to me tom holland made the most perfect vampire movie first off obviously he he you could tell his love for the genre this wasn't like a movie that was like you know, um, laughing at at old corny vampire movies like there's a genuine love of like the oh, yeah. Peter, Peter Vincent sort of like you know as like sort of a Van Helsing type character and those old Hammer horror movies and the old like you know um, gothic horror movies. There's that element to it, um, but everybody in it's great. Every single person in this movie is perfect. Um, Evil Ed is uh, such a perfect character. Um, even uh, I'm blanking on the lady's name, uh, but. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, uh, Marcy Darcy, Mar- Marcy Darcy from, uh, Ma- uh from Mary yeah. children, but yeah. she's really great in it. But dude, Chris Sarandon is the coolest motherfucking vampire of yeah. all. I'm,
1: dude. He's, suave. he's so
2: suave. He's just so, I mean, and he's a vampire named Jerry. Like that's the coolest <laughs> fucking thing ever, Yeah. but just there's so much weird choices in it and stuff. And you know, i I've, 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 it's, it always kind of creeps up into my top five favorite movies of all time. And I don't just mean horror movies. It just means, I mean, the poster art is perfect. The cinematography is perfect. The, it's vampire mythology for me. is per, like it, it gets everything right. But um, yeah, it's, it's to me, it's essential viewing for Halloween. Um, it feels like maybe it's a lot of it is. And again, this is always going to be a personal list, but for me, it feel like when I think of Fright Night, I feel like I'm 12 years old again, watching Fright Night, the week of Halloween. So it just, it's to me, it was a no brainer.
1: Yeah, no, no, Totally. Great call um, right now is, is one of my personal favorites. And I, I will say this much, I think, to your point, too, for Tom Holland, if you could sell a movie where your lead female protagonist is Marcy Darcy. yeah, And no, no offense to her, like, just for the time, not what you would see in your typical leading lady, right? Like, No. Not very blonde, not very buxom, like, you know, uh, kind of look very similar to the... Uh, the second sister in uh, European Vacation. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> I don't
1: know
2: so, she's I mean, that. <laughs> no, but I was cuter uh, than that. <laughs> yeah. So, but um,
1: yeah, very, I mean, very much the same. Um, you know, I, I think it has so many great elements to it and, and a love of the classic like folklore around vampires. Uh, yeah, Tom Holland. Uh, and I would even say, honestly, like, I really thoroughly enjoyed Part Two as well. Like
2: I love um, Part Two. I yeah,
1: it, really is, it is. Yeah, so underrated. Yeah, um, underrated. It, you can barely find it. Um, I, you know, that is a movie franchise that I would not, I would not bat an eye at seeing if they were ever make a third one. Um, an adult, adult Charlie Brewster, I would, I would love to see. So
2: again, we've we've talked in this podcast too. I, I know I brought this up. I'm also a fan of both remake sequels, even yeah. even part two, which I know got really shitty reviews, but. I genuinely enjoyed it. I thought it added something different. Um, but yeah, I agree a thousand percent. Like I would see another one. And again, not even a remake. I I would love to see, you know, um, all those, you know, actors are still, I mean, I don't, I don't want to see an old man Chris Randon unless he plays a different character in it. No, but I mean
1: they're, they always left it open at the very end. Some people said it was like, it was just a, a scene at the end, but like, when uh when charlie brewster and amy are making out at the end and then you see that red eyes and then you see even because he pulls out you know uh, uh peter vincent pulls out the stake from ed from the heart before he can before a guy takes it out so does that uh you know does that have an element to it? Hey, yeah right i was gonna say yeah bring me give, give me the adult you know evil ed that's building a vampire underground or you know whatever the case may be like I don't know if you can make that guy swab and sexy, but I, I would, you know, the magic of movies. I bet you. Can.
2: Or if he just yeah. plays like a wild, crazy, like Charlie Manson yeah. type, who's just like a yeah, vampire, yeah, be, like right? cult leader or whatever, you know. Maybe like, a vampire
1: know? serial killer. Who knows, right?
2: But yeah, it's a great movie, and the, and again, the uh, the uh, the end. I love the ending, and the uh, the the song too. Fright Night. The song is uh yeah. is. Great, um, but yeah, that's my vampire movie. What about uh, you, uh, Derek? What is your werewolf movie choice?
1: You know, my I, I'm riding the uh, I'm riding the Stephen King train uh, for this one. And so originally I was going to do American Werewolf of London, which to me is is a classic. Um, but honestly, like I, I just watched this like a week ago, uh, two weeks ago, is a uh, uh, silver bullet.
2: Damn
1: it. Gary Gary Busey. Uh, a young Corey Haim, um, yeah, just the uh, the main pastor guy, I'll never remember his name, but I know him from the daddy suit, that's what I remember, <laughs> that's what I remember, um, yeah, I, it's just overall such a great, fun movie, but terrified me when I was growing up, um, yeah, just even the scene where Corey Haim's friend, you know, gets killed, the, the young boy, and uh yeah, just such a great werewolf movie. I love the werewolf effects. I love the, and it, you feel bad like you feel the turmoil from the, you know, the main werewolf, you know, um, as well. And that was, I think, for me very, very early on seeing like, hey, monsters have feelings too, um, in a way. So yeah, a classic for me. It can't go through the holiday, the Halloween season without it. So
2: yeah, I agree so much. Uh, that was my choice as well. Uh, <laughs> great movie. To me, in fact, to me, Silver Bullet is sort of like the it is the werewolf equivalent of like Fright Night. Where yes, you know, Lost Boys might be the bigger vampire movie, and then you know, American Werewolf of London might be the bigger werewolf movie, um, and even like The Howling, I think probably holds a little bit more steam than it. Um, but to me, it's perfect for the hall, especially because it's got a it's got young protagonists, but they're not like the little cripple Corey Haim. Um, it isn't... He's a, he's not an annoying kid. He's a very, like, understandable, relatable kid. Even the, the beginning... For, first off, to me, and I've said this a million times, as a fan of Stephen King's novels, this, to me, of any adaptation they've ever done of any of his work, there's something about this movie that feels the most sincerely Stephen King in the voice. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, Psycho aware Werewolf growing up was... Even just the the Bernie writes and drawings the illustrations in what cycle werewolf I've I've looked at those countless times growing up but um, is it hundred faithful to the cycle werewolf novel no but it, there's something about the overall vibe or the spirit of Stephen King's writing that really mm-hmm. comes through um, but everything about it to me screams you know, Halloween time. It's the 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 location like the you know everything cinematically in the movie kind of makes me feel like Halloween like leaves are turning orange um you know you got those long dark backwood roads and like uh with lit only by moonlight kind of feel and um to, but yeah and again Everett McGill as the preacher is genuinely really creepy one of the most memorable on-screen werewolves of all time. Um yeah, it's to me to me it's a no-brainer. There's a ton of great werewolf movies, um you know the original lon cheney you know wolfman that could have gone with that. i mean there's a ton of great werewolf movies oh, yeah. but to me silver bullet is it's my werewolf movie that that's the thing is like you know fucking uh uh near dark amazing movie oh yeah i love it to death but to me silver bullet will always be my werewolf movie so great minds think alike on this one hey. uh i wonder if the listeners have any feelings about that uh but yeah derek how about you you're number four
1: uh, so number four is a uh, witch, witchcraft movie. And, and this, this could be debatable, but I I kind of view it in the same bucket. Because if I think about it compared to things like Suspiria or um, some other kind of more, you know, kind of ambiguous witchcraft movies, I'm actually going kind to of go with Hereditary.
2: Um, a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I, great
1: movie. Obviously, it has a supernatural, like, cultish element to it. I, I think that the main god is, is supposed to be a Greek god, but they they it's, it has a very I think thick air of witchcraft or like supernatural in the movie. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I first when I first watched the movie, I actually didn't like it very much. Um, it's taken me a few watches to kind of really um, really appreciate it for for what it is. Um, so yeah, I think it probably honestly my my original. Uh, pick for like a witchcraft movie, probably probably would have been uh, Sisteria, but um, I think I'm gonna try adding something new to my hol- my Halloween repertoire this year, and um, I'm gonna throw that as as my witchy movie. Uh,
2: it's a good choice, man. I mean, it's a uh, one of my favorite modern horror movies, and um, as far as like a cultish witchcrafty ish um, uh, movie. It's very legitimately disturbing. Um, you know, it, it's a one of those movies that like gets like very like split. You know, some people love it, some people hate it. But to me, I think it's great. Um, I think uh, you know, the last five minutes are truly, truly memorable. And uh, but oh, but before oh. that, like, I mean, even the scene with the the young daughter. Everyone knows the scene I'm talking about uh, uh, in the car and the oh, telephone sure. pole. I mean that should that the first time I saw that I was like whoa that unexpected but um well yeah because uh, you
1: watch a movie like that and you see all the previews and you think like oh that kid's gonna like make it all the way to the end yeah you know so when that happens you're like what the fuck you know yeah. uh, but there's just a ton of like having watched it a few times there's like a ton of foreshadowing in there um, you know through different elements in the movie even the poster having watched it a few times I, I go back and look at that poster. Um, you know, and it's got Tony Clay standing behind the the young girl movie. But if you ever look at the poster, there's actually a picture. It's actually uh, a replica of what looks like a headless person bowing to a head. Um, so I was like, I just spotted that the other day, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Would have never known that. But yeah, um, yeah, I really enjoy the movie. So I think that's my my new, uh, my new witchy witchcraft movie for for Halloween this year how about you my friend
2: so um you know this one i, I went through a few uh, Suspiria is one of the greatest horror movies ever made um and one of my favorite movies for a very long time um but to me i it was slightly nudged out of that top spot because even though technically is about a, a coven of witches um it kind of stands on its own. Like everything about that movie is unique unto that movie. Um, the mythology and everything sort of is its own thing. Uh, as a giant fan of the remake or the sort of remake. Um, I actually think the remake has more of a witchy vibe to it than the original, but anyways, the original Suspiria classic. It's, it's an, it's in the top 10 horror movies ever made. Um, but I actually went Black Sunday, which we I have talked about in this podcast before. Um, 1960, black and white, beautifully shot, epically shot movie um, with the classic, the most uh, magnetic screen presence of her time, Barbara Steele. Um, but everything about Black Sunday, I, I love it from start to finish. I love the very like traditionally gothic kind of horror tale of it. Um, but Barbara Steele, the first off, the first ten minutes are. Fucking perfect. Uh, if I, I went, was going through my th- phone actually recently, and I was going just scrolling through trying to find a drawing I'd done, and I realized I've taken screenshot like photos of the first ten minutes of that movie like four times, like the ex- execution of like nail the, the the mask under. I'm like, well, I really do love that scene, apparently. Um, but to me, it's it's so Halloween. You know, it's like you know, there's something about black and white horror, anyways. It just feels like Halloween to me. But um, it's truly like classically scary um you know there's a there's a weird like sensuality to the movie that uh you know I think comes from sixties Italian films to begin with but um yeah it's just it's great it's like it's taking a classic witch type of scenario and the sort of turn the century idea of what a witch is and kind of bringing it up to the you know uh a little bit more of a modern setting uh at the time modern setting but uh um yeah, it's just it's a classic movie, great traditional horror movie. Um, but I think, in cinematically, it's one of the it's it's literally a perfect movie. Like I've said this, I think I've said this before, but literally you can pause it at any point in the frame, just pause it, and whatever you're going to see on screen is like a fucking a work of art. Like it's just one of the most beautifully shot horror movies ever. So yeah, my 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 choice for which for this Halloween is Black Sunday.
1: Nice, great pick. Yeah, great movie, uh, visually beautiful. So yeah. you just take a roll. Uh, Alright, rounding off the list uh, So uh, That's Demonic Or Possession uh, This was tough um, There's a lot of Really great uh, Possession movies that are out there um, The classic for me has always Been uh, The Exorcist um, I think uh, it's Such a great movie Um Obviously, a classic Linda Blair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it one step further, though, and I'm actually gonna go with Exorcist 3. Oh, good choice. Um, I, this is, that was... we talked about this a few times. Um, you know, honestly, like out of all the Exorcist movies, that is probably one of my personal favorites. Um, above all else, uh, obviously, uh, Brad Dour, you know, um, just, yeah, just some of the initial scenes of in that movie are just creepy as all hell. Um, so I, to me, I gotta pick a possession movie um, that really holds my interest. I really like it. Um, it's a staple in my, you know, year-round collection. Um, I gotta go with Exorcist
2: Three on this one, um,
1: compared to the original or some of the other ones that are out there.
2: Good choice. Yeah, I was I was thinking about it as well. I think it's, it, you know, again we we've talked about it several times uh, on this podcast about for a long time is very underrated. Like people didn't you know people say oh the the exorcist sequels suck but part three is great and there's some amazing shots in that movie that will stay with you but i think just even the brad dorf performances and everything with um um father i'm blanking but you know th- that whole su- the whole Definitely. like yeah yes yeah, exactly where um yeah, it was just really inventive, really creep, genuinely really creepy, and um, in fact, I think it's legitimately more scary in parts than the original. Um, yeah. The original one is scary, but more of like traumatic, because, you know, it's like this little girl. This one is just genuinely super creepy. But great choice, obviously. You know, Exorcist 1 is also you know one of the greatest horror movies ever. T- you know, I think it's in the AFI, like, just of all, like, AFI's top movies of all time, I think Exorcist is in the top 20. So, um... I could be wrong about that, but it's no, definitely... yeah,
1: it's in there. It's definitely yeah. in there. Um,
2: but so, yeah, I was thinking the same route. I, it, this was actually really hard for me because there was a ton. In fact, the more I thought about, it, I'm like, oh shit, well, no, this. But right? the one, that, the one, yeah, it's it, it's odd how uh uh how many great films there are in this subgenre. But the one I went with is definitely the mo- one of the most fun versions of these movies, and just start to finish a fucking a badass movie, and it's uh, demons. Uh, which demons two is great too. Could have gone with demons. Could have even gone with Knight uh, of the Demons. Um, but I'm going oh. with the, going with demons. Um, first, first off, you know, first off, the soundtrack is cool as shit. Weirdest like 80s metal and also new wave combination. So, uh, which really does work in the movie. But um, everything about it. the 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 uh, the story is cool, but also weird. Um, The whole guy, like, the opening sequence when they meet that guy with, like, the half, like, metal face, and he's given the, like, what the fuck is this? And, like, there's, like, a motor, it it just, there's a lot of, like, huh? But it's very much this weird 80s Italian sensibility. But, uh, you know, there's something about being trapped in a movie theater already that's you know, I, I always find movies that are take place in the cinema to be interesting, anyways. But um, yeah, the violence is gnarly. The demon makeups and the demon designs are fucking amazing. They are so good. Um, the, that demon mask, that that metallic demon mask, is so iconic to me that uh, I have. It's a patch on the back of one of my vests. I have four different pins of it. I have a print of it of somebody's painting of it. I just that image just. I don't know. There's something about that that metal mask that just. I love, I've always connected with, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's start to finish a fun movie, it's gnarly as hell Um, but yeah, it's, you know, there's I feel like you know um, like I've seen, obviously like Italian, there's like a whole wave of diehard Italian horror movie fans Um, but to me this doesn't feel like a traditional, like well, it's definitely not a giallo to begin with, but it also doesn't feel like the, like it just it, it feels very weirdly at the time as a much more contemporary Italian horror movie um, but I don't know anyways I just love it I love the sequel too not as good as the original demons but it's you know still a great movie but the, the, the first demons movie is is awesome and it's uh, one of my all time faves
1: yeah totally agree totally agree wow what are, you know this is shaping up to be a really great list so far
2: yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm uh, the Such thing is too. Idea, like, yeah. uh, well, I, I I I am excited because it's the Halloween season, and it's you know I want to really get into this. And again, like I, I mean, you know, Derek, you brought up some movies now that like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm definitely going to have to watch that. And I'm going to rewatch Hereditary, too, because, you know, a lot of these times I go, like, think of, like, the the classics I love, but I don't always, like, immediately go to more contemporary films, even though, like, for The Witch, I almost put The Witch, because that movie's fucking b- brilliant. But, um. See, I thought I thought you might put that on there. So. Uh, I almost went with a, mo- a different movie, a completely different movie, but that's probably going to be somewhere else on my list. Uh, okay. Be, it's one of my all time favorite ho- uh, Halloween movies. I mean, but it, that might. I wonder if people will already guess what that is, but either way. Um, but yeah, um, great. Great. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I really look forward to the rest of these. I hope our fans, our listeners do too. Um, but what I'm more excited about is if, you know, you're listening to this and you have your own list, let us know, man. Like sure, yeah. tweet us, you know, post it on our social media. Cause you know, um, a lot of times like people will share their own lists and I'll either, you know, be reminded of a movie I haven't thought about in a while or, you know, even better a movie I've never seen. So let's see your list, people. Like, let's get interactive with this. Where yeah. We're in?
0: And, and just in case you're wondering where you can find us at, too, uh, that's on Twitter and on the gram, people. Uh, have we posted on Twitter or Instagram? No. Will we? <laughs> yes. You know, uh, I, you know, as the show progresses, I, I understand uh, you know, that we do have to be more active on the social media in order for you to be active. So uh, be on the lookout for us. You can find us at uh, Tank Rod Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. That's T-A-N-K-R-O-D-P-O-D. Uh, not Tank Rod Prod as I was previously spelling it uh, for whatever reason. Uh, but, yeah, uh, and use the hashtag uh, TP Massacre uh, or uh, Tank Rod Pod. Um, also, don't forget to follow us on Spotify. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcast and leave us a five star review. Uh, but yeah, hey, great conversation. I'm excited. You know, um, I know we don't do this every week a- a- anymore, um, but uh, it, I'm excited to, to hear the rest of y'all's list. It's a great list, and uh, I'll be sure to actually post the, the the list that you have that you made uh, on our on our, our social media. That way, the people can uh, maybe jump the gun too and, and let us know what their, what their yeah. are what they're listening. Yeah, check check out some of these movies. Heck yeah! Well, uh, great conversation again. Even though I've been saying that for the past minute, Uh, but yeah, anything else you all want to say before we go? No, just happy Halloween. uh, Yeah, like let's. Even though
2: this might be the you know a very uh, disappointing Halloween for a lot of kids out there, it's with everything that's going on maybe. Uh, trick or treating might be canceled. I know it it's, it is in Los Angeles County in California, uh, but uh, let's you can still make Halloween special by celebrating in your house, being responsible, uh, and most importantly, wear a mask. Scary or not, make sure you wear the mask. Wear <laughs> that's right,
0: the mask.
1: Yep. Hey, that's right. And if you do go trick or treating, just you know you can just put your mask on and then you can just go as a, a thoughtful citizen.
0: That's, <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> <you talk to laughs> it. Well. I'm Tank Rodriguez, and for Dirty Dirty Derek and Jimothy James Dean, this is uh, Texas Podcast Massacre. We'll see you next time, folks.
2: You know, I forgot.